Ladies and gentlemen, we here at Beef Sticks Podcast would like to take this time to remember the late, great Bobby the Brain Heenan, who passed away earlier this week, Sunday afternoon. Well, folks, if you hadn't already heard, I would guess you assume from that intro, uh, we lost we lost one of the best. And uh, everybody says that when somebody dies. Um, they always say, you know, oh, we lost one of the best, he was the greatest, oh, this, that, and the other thing. We've seen it when Warrior died, and we knew Warrior was kind of a piece of shit jackass, but everybody had nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, but truly, Bobby the Brain was... Uh, I mean, he was just, he was, he was something else as a performer. Not even just in pro wrestling, as a performer. Oh, yeah. Um, I know we want to take some time, share some memories, uh, share some favorite things. I'm probably going to ramble for a long time. I don't know <laughs> how much Josh is going to talk about it. Um... But uh, you know, he hey Josh or Pasty, you're a you're a WWF guy, WWE guy, so a lot of your childhood memories he has to be the voice of. Oh yeah. Well I guess I mean you grew up more in the attitude era, but you but you watched all the old stuff. Not not all of it, no. And that's probably why I will be sort of quiet on the topic. I have a lot of love and respect for the guy. I I understand that uh wrestling probably wouldn't be half of what it is today in the characters without him. And yeah. I don't know. I, I'm definitely going to be one of those bandwagon people who, who in in a couple weeks will be able to tell you every single thing about his life. But uh, that's just out of love for the company. That's out of love for the man and respect for the man. You know, I, I maybe didn't watch a lot of the classic stuff, but Man, he he played such a pivotal part. And even in the start of the Attitude Era, the first episodes of Raw, you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to get into the arena. They won't <laughs> let him into the arena. That's that's probably one of my favorite <laughs> Bobby the Brain Heenan moments. I love that. I love that. Um, and folks, um, just kind of bear with me. I, uh, I'm dealing with some uh, medical problems still, believe it or not. Um, so I kind of got a, I got a heating pad on right now and I, I'm probably going to get up and go. And, um, so I, I might not be as, as, as good as I'm, as I can be. This is going to be the first time I'm drinking in over a week. So bear with me there also, but I figured if I'm going to be fucking miserable, I wasn't able to drink on the 25th episode. It's our, it's our half a year, half anniversary. I said, you know what? I'm going to, f- Fucking, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink, even if even if I pay for it. 
tonight I'm, I'm drinking. So fuck it. That I'm going to say first of all. Um, so I want to get into going over Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, Pasty, feel free to try to move me along if I get rambling, because this is going to take up a good chunk probably. Um, but we don't have a ton of news to go over or anything else. So um, He went by many names. You could call him the Brilliant One. That was his first moniker back in the AWA. You could just call him the manager, because he almost was. I mean, in, in any show you were at, he was on. He was coming out with multiple different people in multiple different matches. Um, the Weasel, of course he was the Weasel. But he is the brain. When you say the brain, um, unless you are a very young 90s kid and you may think of uh, the little lab rat that tried to take over the world, uh, most pro wrestling fans are going to think of Bobby Heenan. Uh, Longtime Beef Sticks fans will remember that uh, we did our top eight greatest announcers of all time, and we not only put Bobby as our number one pick for greatest announcers of all time, but at that time, I went back and checked, at that time we even professed that he was our pick as the greatest manager of all time. Uh, this guy went from wrestling fan to wrestler to manager to announcer and performer. He was the literal jack-of-all-trades, but they always say jack-of-all-trades but master of none. I'd say Bobby was definitely master of announcer, manager, and performer. So, jack of all trade and master of a few of them. Um, not going to talk a lot about him as a person, other than saying uh, it may surprise some folks that the brain actually dropped out of school in the 8th grade to support his mother and grandmother. So, um, you know, depending on, I don't know how schools went back then, but you could say Bobby the brain never even made it to uh, high school. He just made it to junior high. So I'd say he did didn't do too shabby for a from junior high dropout. Um, I did want to talk about uh, the Heenan family members. Notice I said uh, Heenan family. He was uh, he was poignant on saying he did not run a stable because stable was for horses. He had a family, and uh, uh, just tons of names. I'm gonna go over almost everybody he did, but I'll do it pretty quickly. The Assassins, the Blackjacks, Ken Patera, the Valiant Brothers, Hercules Hernandez, Playboy Buddy Rose, Terry Taylor, some know him as the Red Rooster, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who was in the first WrestleMania, Big John Studd, the Barbarian, the Islanders, and then he also did Haku, who was in the Islanders as a single wrestler, even the Brooklyn Brawler, who's kind of known as, as the, the biggest job guy of all time. Um, so he was with, right there is just a ton of names that I'm sure you remember. There's a ton of Hall of Famers in that list, memorable wrestlers, familiar names to all of you. But that's really just the tip of the iceberg. He also managed some of the literal bests and greats in the industry. Guys like the Brain Busters, um, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, who are one half of the Four Horsemen. And they literally got their name, the Brain Busters, from their association with Bobby the Brain Heenan. King Kong Bundy, who faced off against Hulk Hogan in the second uh, main event of, of WrestleMania. Nick Bockwinkle, who was always in the talks of being one of the best world champions around. Uh, he not only managed Mick, Nick Bockwinkle as a singles wrestler, but also uh, him and Ray Stevens, who before uh, the WWF, they were called one of the best uh, tag teams around. They won, hold the AWA tag team titles multiple times. Harley Race. Harley Race is one of the all-time greats. Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, Andre the Giant, and arguably the best uh, wrestler in the world, Ric Flair. And as well as having a, a, a really uh, um, 
prominent association with the million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Now tell me those aren't just a who's who of, of pro wrestling right there. And everybody, even a Ric Flair, was made a somewhat better with Heenan's influence. You know, Ric Flair got Bobby the Brain Heenan when Ric Flair first came into WWF, and he was coming in as the NWA guy. And he brought the old, uh, uh, the big gold belt. So a lot of people might not have took him seriously because WWF had always trained their guys to, to look at the NWA as, as a lesser company. Um, now, I wanted to talk about, I was sitting here and I'm like, you know, the first three WrestleManias, Bobby the Brain had a huge part in the first three WrestleManias. And that alone just shows you how important Heenan is because that is the biggest event of WWF. So I went back, I went to Wikipedia to, to, to get a list of, of some of them so I didn't miss them. And uh, it blew my mind, actually, how many manias in a row Bobby was a part of. And a big part of most of them. Uh, WrestleMania 1, the very first one, he managed Big John Stud in the $15,000 Body Slam Challenge. Uh, who can body slam Big John Stud? Nobody. I'll put up $15,000. Well, Andre the Giant came down, body slammed him, took the duffel bag of money and started throwing it in the crowd. And anybody who's seen it will remember the brain just coming up, weaseling right behind Andre, grabbing that bag and just dipping out of the ring. I mean, that's in a lot of WrestleMania moments, highlights. That's the first WrestleMania. WrestleMania 2, he was with King Kong Bundy in the main event against Hulk Hogan. WrestleMania 3, he was in three separate matches. Uh, he managed Hercules Hernandez versus Billy Jack Haynes. The King Harley Race versus Junkyard Dog. And arguably the biggest event in pro wrestling history, Bobby the Brain Heenan rode down with Andre the Giant in that little uh, mobile ring to face Hulk Hogan and left the ring with Andre the Giant that night. That, that's that's huge. And that was kind of where just off the top of my head, I was like, there you go, man. That, that alone shows how important he is that they keep him there. But then I was like, well, you know, I know he was in four. Let's go down the line. So let's keep going. Bless you, Pacey. WrestleMania 4, he was with Rick Rude in the tournament for the World Heavyweight Champion, which, uh, uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship, I should say, which was won by Savage. And then he actually wrestled in a match, teaming with the Islanders to face the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware. Which, by the way, Heenan pinned Ware for the victory in that match. Heenan has a victory at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 5, he was involved in... Yeah, yeah, he should have one. You know, if uh, if Michael Cole has one, <laughs> Jim Ross doesn't, or um, uh, Jerry Lawler doesn't even have a win at WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania four or five, four matches he was involved in. He was with King Haku versus Hercules Hernandez. He was with the Brainbusters versus Strike Force. He was against, uh, uh, or he was with Andre against Jake the Snake Roberts and Rick Rude, winning the IC title from the Ultimate Warrior. Which, by the way, Bobby helped him win by uh, holding the Ultimate Warrior's leg while the Warrior was going up for a slam and Rude uh, fell down on top of him and Heenan held his foot down. And another classic uh, moment that's on a lot of WrestleMania moment, top 10, top 25 moments. So now we're up to WrestleMania 5. Then we go to uh, WrestleMania... No, no, wait a second. That's not all. That's not all. He also had his own match against the Red Rooster. So, right there, he had another match. He lost that match, but he had that. 
Also, WrestleMania 6, three matches with Haku and Andre as the Colossal Connection uh, with the Barbarian, and then with Rick Rude. WrestleMania 7 with Haku and the Barbarian and with Mr. Perfect. By WrestleMania 8 and 9, he was doing full-time commentary and was a vital part of the show. So to kind of put this in perspective, folks, Heenan and Hulk Hogan are the only two on-air personalities in all of the first nine WrestleManias. And uh, nobody surpassed that because both Heenan and Hulk Hogan left before WrestleMania 10 to pursue acting, and then they both ended up in WCW. Uh, So that's just... I mean, that right there is super impressive. That's, uh, that's a feat that, it, it's a feat that you wouldn't, uh, un- unprecedented, I guess, would be the word, you know? During this time, don't forget, he also hosted Primetime Wrestling with Gorilla Monsoon, and he had his own half-hour show on the USA Network, The Bobby Heenan Show. They gave him his own show, folks. That's how entertaining this guy was. So, um... You talked about one of your favorite moments being him uh, trying to get into Monday Night Raw, which I love. He dressed up as a woman. Uh, he dressed up as a rabbi at one point. He was just going through different disguises trying to get in. Kind, kind um, of like Dolph Ziggler now, huh? Yeah, right? Dolph Ziggler stealing Bobby's gimmick. I, I'll never forget the weasel suit matches. I know he had one with Greg Gagne in AWA, which was the first weasel suit match, and one with the Ultimate Warrior in the WWF. For those of you who don't know, a weasel suit match is the winner of the match gets to put a weasel suit on the loser. And Bobby just over-exaggerated. Because he'd get knocked out, and then they'd put the suit on him, and when he woke up, just over-exaggerated. And he's stumbling around, and he's trying to flail and get it off, and... Yeah, it has mittens for hands, and he can't get the zipper, and he's just going crazy. It's just a fucking guy. Actually, I think that's a... <laughs> right? But he hated being the weasel so much, kayfabe. It's like, it was, it was like the worst move you could put on him. It's hilarious. And this is the best time, I think, just to talk about his selling. I mean, this guy made Dolph Ziggler or Shawn Michaels look like they didn't know how to sell. This guy would just fly when you punched him. He would slam against the ring. He would flop over the ropes. I mean, anybody who attacked him, um, God, who said, there's a quote about Bobby the Brain Heenan, and I can't remember who said it now, but it goes like, Bobby Heenan managed like a wrestler and wrestled like a manager. And, 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 and that's kind of the way he did. I mean, he, he managed like a wrestler. He was going to have that wrestler's mind in him. He, he was always working to better that performer. And in the ring, he just he just took abuse, which is what a good manager should do in the ring. A good heel manager should just take abuse. Uh, I remember WrestleMania 9, which was, uh, I believe, at Caesars Palace, which was just a horrible WrestleMania. But Bobby the Brain Heenan came in. Everybody was, like, coming in on, on horses and into grandeur, and they all had these elaborate uh, Caesar robes and stuff. And Heenan comes in on camelback riding backwards. <laughs> Um, as I mentioned before, when he brought in the real champion, Ric Flair, and they brought with them the NWA big gold belt, you know, which later on, due to, um, lawsuit by NWA, they had to use an old tag team belt and blur it out or censor it. Uh, but yeah, he, he brought in Ric Flair and they had the whole, who was the real champion? 
uh, everybody remembers the barbershop segment where uh, Shawn Michaels turned on Marty Jannetty. Not only is that a great moment, my favorite part from that is uh, Shawn Michaels super kicks Jannetty after he says, no, we're good, we're good. And then he throws Jannetty through the barbershop window. And here's Bobby the Brain Heenan. Look at that coward Jannetty. He tried to escape by jumping through the window. (laughs) I mean, that right there is just that. That's Bobby right there. He took something as obvious as that and, and turned it around on the face to give you sympathy for the heel. Um the Bobby the Brain Heenan show. I couldn't find a clip of this, so I, I don't have the exact wording. I looked all over YouTube. If anybody listening can find a clip of this, um, pu- put it on our Facebook page or, or put it in the comments. But on, on the Bobby the Heenan show, he had like an, I think it was an old showgirl or something. It was a gal past her prime. She was a showgirl and she had a, a boa around her and she had a, a sequined dress. And, and Bobby goes, hey, I love those feathers. Is that a boa? And she says... Well, it was, but it's a little old and ratty now. And just just a split second, without even thinking, his rapid-fire wit, he goes, Ah, that's fine, so are you, little ratty and old. <laughs> and, and she, I mean, you could tell she wasn't expecting it. She's just like, well, what? Like, she she didn't know what to make of it. I will uh, say then, you talked about that when we were doing the uh, that list, too. I, I very well might have, because I always love that. I just love it. And then, of course, there's uh, the 92 Royal Rumble, which I think, A, I think is the very best Royal Rumble. Not the whole pay-per-view, just the Rumble itself. But I put this up there for anybody who's getting into commentating, for any of the commentators out there now, watch this. Because his, his commentary through this, just this helps make it one of the best Rumbles ever. A few things I love is when um, Piper, uh, Roddy Piper, uh, see, the, the whole story is Ric Flair is, is uh, Bobby, Bobby's managing Ric Flair. And this was the very first Rumble ever for the World Heavyweight Championship, which it was for a long time also until just a couple years ago when they did that. So so Bobby wants Flair to win. Well, Flair draws number three. And in the history of the Royal Rumble, nobody's nobody has, has won who has drawn five or less. And, and Heenan's just freaking out every time anything happens, going over the top. Well, Piper comes in there. And it's Jake the Snake, Piper, and Flair. And Jake the Snake is about to hit a DDT on Flair. And uh, Piper saves him. Piper hits Jake the Snake. And Bobby says, never thought I'd say thank you, Piper. It's not a, or it's a kilt. It's not a skirt. It's a kilt. So then immediately after that, Flair puts the figure four on Roberts. And Piper kicks Flair to break up the figure four. And the brain yells, what are you doing? It's a skirt. It's not a kilt. It's a skirt. Just... Just moments after he just said it's a kilt, not a skirt. Um, oh, and actually, that's the same one where I think before the event, Jack Tunney comes out to, like, hold up the championship or say something, and uh, Bobby the Brain goes, yeah, Jack Tunney, because he was the, the president of WWF at the time. Yeah, he's the best president since Noriega. Yeah, I remember he, when he you, did, came uh, over, you came over to my house in Redwood one um, time, and you, you, you sat down. We sat down, we were just bullshitting, and somehow, like, that episode of Royal Rumble got put on. It was so good. It was. It's just it was it's one that I can go back and watch constantly. Oh, yeah. Back just recently, I think it was uh, yesterday or the day before I rewatched it because it is just um just a great one. And because I want to remember. Oh, oh uh, yeah, he has another good one about the Barbarian. The Barbarian's coming down. His number comes up, and Monsoon says, 
Oh, yeah, you know, Barbarian doesn't like Flair much either. <laughs> Bobby says, I managed him and he barely liked me. Why do you think they call him the Barbarian? He isn't a hairdresser on his days off. Just, I just, I don't know, I just loved it. Um, I'm going to talk about his time in WCW real quick, and then um, then I'm going to kind of let it go. I I've, was able to keep myself on track and go here. Um, it's been well documented from Bob and from everybody else who worked with him. He did not really enjoy his time in WCW, which is a shame because his time in WCW is probably my favorite era of WCW and, and one of my favorite eras of pro wrestling. And I, I and his voice was great. He He, you know... He was there when Hogan turned. He was there through it all. I'm just going to drop a couple things that... He doesn't have as many big memories there, big memorable things, but um, the infamous time that he dropped the F-bomb when Brian Pillman um, was in a match. Um, and uh, Oh, it's against Eddie Guerrero. Rest in peace. All three of them. Oh, God, that's so sad. <laughs> three great talents. But um, Brian Pillman... Eddie Guerrero's on the top rope, and Brian Pillman grabs Bobby Heenan, who was at the announce desk, and uses him as a human shield in front of Eddie. And he was improving. This wasn't this wasn't a skit. This wasn't scheduled to happen or nothing. And Brain just says, "What the fuck are you doing?" Just pissed. <laughs> live on TV because back then Nitro was live. Just I think it was the first f bomb drop. It wasn't the first f bomb dropped in pro wrestling, but probably the first unedited one. Um. The time that the NWO took over Nitro, and this I think this happened the Nitro right before Starcade '97 because Starcade '97 had Sting versus Hogan, but then it also had um, on the undercard Eric Bischoff versus Larry Zabisco for the rights to Nitro. If, if Labisco Zabisco, not Labisco, <laughs> if Zabisco won, WCW kept Nitro. If Bischoff won, NWO got Nitro. And the the day, um, the Nitro before that, they went through and they changed WCW. And they took WCW off everything and put NWO, Nitro, NWO, NWO. And they kicked out the announcers and they, they put on Eric Bischoff, Rick Rude, and Kevin Nash as the announcers. And then Bobby comes up partway through and he's just like, um, Mr. Bischoff, sir, you know, um, I, I respect you a great deal. And uh, I've always thought that you're just a great, intelligent man. And I, I would really love to be a part of your NWO team. Just just groveling and kissing ass. And he got on the announce team. And then they ended up putting Tanay and they forced Tanay to go in there. And the whole time Tanay would say something like, well, the total package Lex Luger is coming out. And Bobby would be like, they told you Buff Bagwell's the total package. Listen to them. Or when one NWO guy was coming out. And um, Tanae's like, well, he has a good chance of winning this. <laughs> Bobby would be like, they told you he is going to win it. Get it right, Mike. Come on. They are going to win it. And just perfect heel announcer. He flipped just like that. He had no loyalty. Whoever was in charge, that's who he was going with. Um, another really memorable moment for me, which is kind of a sad point in, in Bobby's career, but I think it's the first Hog Wild pay-per-view. Bobby gets, like, totally drunk. Like, I think he was drunk when it started, and then he gets, like, bad drunk about halfway through. And about the first half is pretty funny, because you can just tell he's drunk. And then the second half is kind of like, okay, Bobby, just leave. But, you know, that, that that had to do with a lot of the backstage stuff and him not being happy. But it was hilarious, memorable. And, um, and Bobby's Hall of Fame speech, I have to say, is one of my favorites. 
Um, one of the most heartfelt Hall of Fame speeches, except for maybe Kurt Angle's. I mean, that one just touched me right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and then how he... And he was he was making jokes throughout the whole thing. And this is after he had had cancer. He could barely talk. I think this was the first time he, he publicly spoke, in fact, since he had uh, throat cancer and all the chemo and everything. And uh, And at the very end... He ended with, he just wished that Monsoon could have been there with him. He said it with his eyes tearing up. And Gorilla Monsoon had just passed away earlier that year. So, um, just, I mean, Bobby, you know, he, he fought hard because he had that throat cancer for a long, long time. Um, I think he got diagnosed in, I want to say 2002, maybe? And so, I mean, what, it's 2017 now. He fought back. He had uh, multiple chemo. Um, he, he ended up having to get his, his jaw taken out, and I, they replaced it with some fake stuff. And it's, you know, by the end, he looked like Skeletor, and he sounded like um, that old pervert on Family Guy with a sore throat. But he was still the brain. He would do signings. His name is Herbert at, like, the WrestleCons. Pervert. Herbert, there you go. He'd do signings at WrestleCons, and he'd, and he'd talk and stuff, and it was like he was always joking, he was always laughing and smiling, and it's just like, I mean, the man, yeah, he, he's an inspiration as, as a performer. This is a guy, I think, if he wasn't in the pro wrestling business, he would have been in entertainment one way or the other, whether it was a an actor or a writer or a stand-up comedian. You could have put him on SNL. I think he would have fit right in in SNL, oh, yeah. especially back in the the seventies, eighties. There, you could have put him. Um, you could have put him in a time slot against uh, Johnny Carson, against Dave Letterman, oh, against yeah. Bob Hope, and I would have watched him. Um, I mean, he would. He was. He is a performer. He was a performer. He was one of the best performers ever, wrestling or not. So that that's that's my rant. <laughs> well, it's definitely. I was very heartbroken when I saw that he had passed away. I mean, we saw. I him was too, especially because I hadn't. Just at the Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? And it was just then. Yeah, and I hadn't heard about him like having any rough. Times. In fact, as of now, I haven't read what he died of. I'm assuming it has to do with his throat cancer, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything. It's those butterflies, yo. Fuck, tell me about that. They're probably <laughs> in my intestines right now. Probably what the fuck's going on with me ready to die. Bobby, the brain, the weasel. Man, we love you. We love you, and... uh Somebody put a thing on Facebook I thought was hilarious. It was a bunch of the, the the old legends that have died, especially more recently, and they're all up there in heaven or whatever, and they're up in the in the background and in the foreground. It's Heenan and Monsoon at an announcer's desk, and Heenan's they got a little word bubble and Heenan's, oh come on, the Warriors here, Satan save me a seat, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. I don't know who did that, but that is totally Bobby. I mean, you could just see that right. it's totally Bobby. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that is great. Um, 
They can't all last forever. Nope. It's just, I don't know. It's getting to a point in life where it's, it's starting to get nerve-wracking for me. You know? Because just like 12 years ago, it was like all these old people are dying and I don't really know who they are. And now it gets closer and closer all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, you start knowing more and more of them and having more uh, memories connected to them. Yeah. Which means it isn't going to be too long before people that you knew are going to be talking about, God, I remember that old Pasty White. Nobody's going to remember Pasty White. As long as they remember Hollow Blaze going to live on in and Cloud Style Broadcasting, I will be happy. Your legacy is complete. I'm ready to go. All right. Chester Bennington style. Who's that guy? Chester, Chester, what the fuck? Uh, So do we want to talk about that survey? Yeah, we want to talk about that survey, but maybe we should knock the fuck out of the news quickly. The quickly news. Let's do that. There's not a whole lot here to knock up, so... Take it away, baby. Take it away, baby. Take it away, baby. WWE is bastardizing yet another classic pro wrestling idea in the form of WCW's Starcade. Not only are they having Jim Crackett promotion and WCW's biggest show. On just a regular house show. But they're not doing the only thing fans want them to. Which, of course, war games. And they misspelled both a legend's name in Ricky Seamboat. Great. And the current superstar's name. This one was my favorite. Booby Rude. Booby <laughs> Rude. It should have been his name. I want to see him debut that gimmick. Booby <laughs> Rude. Uh, it's just be a mixture of Bobby Roode and Val Venus. He'll come out in a robe <laughs> with a towel. So, um, I, I do have to say before we, we go on with this story, um, whatever, I mean, WC, WWE is going to do whatever they want to do. But uh, outside of them them taking the, the old Starcade or whatnot or, or doing whatever they are, uh, what caught me here is that uh, Booby Roode, who is formerly Bobby Roode, is taking on Dolph Ziggler in this match. Now, this is a house show. This isn't uh, this isn't on TV. This isn't on a pay-per-view, so it might mean nothing. But that got me thinking, Bobby Roode's taking on Dolph Ziggler. is like, well, you know, Dolph Ziggler isn't doing anything right now, and Bobby Roode's been off TV for a while. That makes sense. And then I said, you know what? Dolph Ziggler's gimmick is that he's talking about how all these people's entrance gimmicks are what's getting them over, and he's a great wrestler. Do you think this whole uh, this whole thing with Dolph Ziggler stealing his gigs away to get him Bobby Roode in a in a in a deal together? You think that might be his next? Uh... That'd be good. I think, be, I think they'd have great matches. They would. Dolph Ziggler's still gonna come out the same way Dolph Ziggler comes out every time Dolph well, Ziggler comes out. Bobby Roode's supposed. <laughs> well, yeah, but. Uh, And and Dolph Ziggler is going to be at the the losing end of this, you would hope. But he should be. He's he's an established talent that can be putting over the new guy. Dude, you know what I'm looking forward to? 
I'm looking forward to when WWE is in Detroit next and Punk's music comes on, or Chicago, sorry. Chicago and Punk's music comes on, and here comes Dolph as CM Punk. They were chanting CM Punk. They wanted that gimmick. Speaking of them going to Detroit, they announced that they're going to be in Detroit. I think Helena Cell's in Detroit or something. And no, I uh, yeah, it might be. I don't know. Anyways, Mitchell's like, Detroit isn't that one of the? He didn't say shittiest, but he's like, isn't that one of the worst cities in the in the United States? And I was like, yes, son, it is. And he's like, why are they going there? I don't know. <laughs> as long as they don't drink I, the know, water, I just they'll be see, okay. Right. I, I want to see Dolph Ziggler come out to Bobby Roode's entrance, you know, spoofing him. That'd be his third entrance. You know, he usually does three. So he'll do, he usually, he usually does a current, a legend, and a female, although he switched it up on this last episode. But, you know, he can do two other entrances, and then he does the Bobby Roode one, and he comes out. And then right behind him is Bobby Roode in his robe and everything. And then Dolph Ziggler turns around and, ah, and... I'd love to see it. I think it'd be a good. Uh, I think it'd be a good first feud on the main roster. You don't yeah. put Bobby Roode in a main event main event feud. Right, right. He's fresh to the show yet. Give him time to build up. Don't Roman Reigns him. I mean, you can't Roman Reigns him because you didn't build right. him from scratch. But right. Yeah. But I, I just I, I thought that was that just kind of stuck out to me. Like I said, it's it's a house show. It might mean nothing, but it might mean something. I just read so many rumors that Dolph was going to have, uh, like, a change to his character, and he was going to be, like, getting a push that he's always deserved. And I, I'm just not seeing it. How many times have we heard that rumor, though? <laughs> I know. But I thought for sure this time. Oh, God, and when we talk about rumors, wait till we get to that survey later, folks. Holy shit, is that got some oh, heavy yeah. stuff. Woo! There's a lot of shit that I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I don't care about that. But they only give me <laughs> yeah, $10, man. Really they only give me $10. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's go on with the story. Go ahead, Pasty. What else do we got to say? With the news of the old Star K name being used, brings up thoughts of the creator, Dusty Rhodes. Of course. Cody Rhodes issued a suggestion in the form of a tweet to one of the heads of the WWE creative. Dear, at PS Michael Hayes 1, if you're afraid the event won't sell because the holiday and want one of my dad's events, at least book Goldie. Signed, Cody. Hayes replied with, So Cody, you're right. We should have Goldie on the show. By the way, what are you doing tonight? Want to team up with, your, with that, that, that night. Blah, 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 blah. Want to team up with your brother? That'd be cool. I mean, the invite's been offered, but he's not going to do it. I and, and, you know, the invite was offered over a tweet by one guy in creative. I, I honestly don't think Vince, well. They we'll, would. We'll They'd take him well, back I, in a second just to, just to jab it. Well, but keep, keep going because right. that's where I, I don't know that they'd, they'd buy it. Up, up to now, maybe. Up to now, maybe. Goldust seems to like the idea, and he suggested that the Hardy or the, the Hardys as potential opponents. Dustin Rhodes at Goldust. Starcade? Hmm. Dustin and at Cody Rhodes team together versus at Jeff Hardy Brand and at Matt Hardy Brand. Matt was never one to leave a match opportunity or tweet opportunity sitting on the table. 
responded with two tweets. <laughs> Sign us up. Make it happen, Booker Man. I'd love to have, or I'd love for Cody to bring at Matt Jackson 13 and at Nick Jackson YB, the Young Bucks, with him. I'll bring Rebby Hardy, Matt King Maxwell, and Senior Benjamin with me. Hashtag Starcade. It's got the attention of the Bucks, who were very busy working with N- N- uh, NJPW, Ring of Honor, and the other indies, who took Twitter to Twitter to simply reply, Okay, we now have the night off. <laughs> so they're trying to book this whole elaborate deal with the Bucks and right. <laughs> getting King Maxwell and Senior Benjamin and Rebby Hardy. That's not happening. I don't know, man. The Hardy Boys, I mean, look who's going to be there already. You got the the Midnight Express. Ah? Ah? Right? I think we're going to see something. Probably not, but that'd be great. <laughs> Probably not, but it, yeah, it's it, it's cool that they're uh, it's cool that they're at least all communicating <laughs> with each other and and you know have at least can have fun. Yeah, serious or not serious, they're all having fun together. Even Michael Hayes, you know, was in. You know, he's like, hey man, come on, he's the one that put out the invite. Yeah, come on over for for one show. You know, with it not being on TV, it, it, Ring of Honor probably wouldn't really have any big problems with it. Cause I know Cody Rhodes has a, well, they could still, but Cody Rhodes has a, a pretty open contract similar to the young bucks where he can wrestle other promote for other promotions, but he can't do TV for other promotions and he can't do certain big events for other promotions. So this, you know, this isn't a TV show. This is a house show, which we're all hoping is recorded and, and put on the network at some point, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the network. It better be on the network. If you're gonna steal Starcade, so. you'd think. <laughs> we'll see. But you know, and then they and then they and then they try to they try to get you uh they try to tease you because they were talking about how there's gonna be two steel cages. And it's like, yeah, but you're not doing war games, you just have two different cage matches. That's come on now. Come on. You can't play with us. You can't fool us. My big question is why are they stealing Starcade when uh their show on YouTube has that wrestling show that they've been building up for the two seasons now. And why not just use that? You know, have Chet Cheddarfield make it something your own instead of just snagging Starcade. It, well, you know, I, unless it's going to have something to do with Starcade, but I don't. I don't. That think same it's... weekend, that same exact weekend, there is a show in the area, one of the largest uh, independent shows. WrestleCade that has tons of legends and tons of better not signed to WWE. Um, so there's a good chance they're literally just doing this to try to draw people away from WrestleCade. Uh, I mean, come on, they're they're literally using the word Cade, right? Starcade. Yeah. So it's like, why are they Shots bringing fired. out that one? Well, yeah, and, and WWE is petty enough to do it. They've done a lot to promote indie promotions, but they're still pretty petty, also. So I, I don't know that that has anything to do with it. But like you said, why why are they bringing back Starcade just for this or whatever? Well, it is, you know, pointing that there is a Wrestlecade going on. Yeah, that sounds so more as like as you Vince. throw your, your name around, yeah, sad but true. And that, that's why it's not a pay-per-view, because it's just an afterthought to put a, an end to this other thing. <coughs> right, somebody just happened to mention to Vince, hey, you know... 
one of our old friends is going to be at that WrestleCade event. I'm going to go over there and see him. WrestleCade! What you talking about? WrestleCade! I've heard Cade before. Where have I heard that? We'll be rude on there. Um, I got I got to make a run real quick. I will be right back. He's got to runs. He's got to run. He's got to runs. So, folks, Jim Cornette is no longer with GFW, DNA, Impact, WTF. Who knows what the fuck we're talking about anymore. After debuting on August 17th at Destination X and firing Bruce Pritchard, then he then announced that he had parted ways with the company only a month and one day later on September 18th. One leaves and one comes in. Johnny Mundo has signed a deal with Impact Wrestling, and he will be wrestling under the name Johnny Impact. Yes. This is a working agreement with Triple Eight, so he will still compete in the promotion as well as Lucha Underground. And that makes me happy, because that is what I was worried about. Yes. I suppose now is as good a time as any to bring up our sponsors. Monster Wear Clothing. More than just clothes. Yes, the best priced and quality vinyl decals, customized to your specific tastes. He'll do anything. He'll make you any decal. You want a Metallica decal, but you don't want to pay them $20 for it? He'll make it. He's got it. He's got goods. And I also want to give a good shout out to the 7th almost annual Hollow Blaze happening December 16th at Opinion Brewing Company. 14 acts, 8 hours of music, games, prizes, live painting, food trucks, and so much more. The 7th almost annual Hollow Blaze is the place to be. Hello, shitty McGoober. Yes, it is. Yes, I am. Ugh. Are you getting good oh, enough to where you don't even have to uh, sit on the toilet anymore? You can just, like, shoot it across the room? <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at that. I'm getting a little splatter. I'm working on that, though. Uh, this is my drink for the night. Uh, this is probably my favorite Shell's beer, and Shell's is probably... My favorite uh, local brewing company, so I thought half year, half anniversary, might as well bust out the big gun ones. I've had it on the show before, but I figured if I'm going to drink while I'm miserable, might as well be one of the most delicious beers around. Yes, Shelled Firebrick. Uh, nice, dark, um, not heavy just delicious, delicious. It is a classic. Beer. I think that is one of the first, if not the first shells I had. Delicious beer. God, I want one. Shells Brewery, New Orleans, Minnesota. Yes. All right, where are we at now? My we friend? are done with the news, sir. I finished it out for you and hit the sponsors. You're the man. I am, sometimes. 
Sometimes I put on a dress and then you don't know what I am. That being said, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit the notifications bell so you can stay up to date with us. If you're listening on Spreaker, make sure that you subscribe to us, follow us, you'll get updates every time. Uh, Patreon, did you drop the Patreon? Patreon backslash cloud style. You know we work hard for you guys, and we don't ask for a lot. Damn but it, if you, Casey, we just went through this last week. What? Forward slash be cloud style forward broadcasting. Slash. Fuck. <laughs> Nobody says forward slash. <laughs> Nobody. Sorry, I just had to give you give you shit. I had like fifteen minute already last episode. <laughs> oh, god damn. So are we are we gonna check out that? Uh, do we want to check out the the survey that you that you enlightened me about? Yes, yes. I'm actually really glad I you were able to just hold on to it and save it because I I definitely think this is something that needs to be like explicitly shared with the people, especially the people who may not have received this survey. Hey, that was my plan the whole time. It had nothing to do with me being sick, me being lazy, and me not really caring. It was all because I was trying to save it for this great segment. Yes. That's the truth. That is so. Um, so I got it right here. This is live. This is me uh, doing the survey right now. So I'm going to go through it. I'm going to read it to you. It's a survey put out um, by WWE Research through WWE. Um, and it went to just a handful or a, a random selection of uh, WWE Network subscribers or uh, past subscribers. And it says here... As part of a potential premium priced tier, uh, so in other words, more than your $9.99 a month, WWE is considering adding new programming features and special perks to the WWE Network. We are interested in your feedback about these ideas. Please let us know what you think by completing the survey below. So I'm going to hit the next button and see what that does. It says, what is your current WWE Network subscription status? And I'm going to say broke. <laughs> that, that isn't important anyways, folks. Um, so, WWE is considering adding new programming to the network as part of a premium priced tier. Listed below are some potential new programming ideas. Please let us know how you... Please let us know how interested you are in each of these ideas. Select whether you are extremely interested, very interested, moderately interested, somewhat interested, or not interested at all in each of these ideas. So the first one they have here, house shows. For the first time ever, get a live ringside view of select WWE house shows. That wouldn't be the first time ever. They've done at least three, um, two. That's what I was just going to say. They've done it in the past, but very rarely, so I don't know if they're planning mm-hmm. on maybe doing it like once a month or if they're just going to continue the trend they're doing now or what. I don't know. Um, <coughs> so for me, a lot of stuff happens at house shows. You get some matches that you don't normally get. Um mm. 
uh, on Raw and SmackDown. Um, a lot of times there's people from Raw or SmackDown in either one. Me personally, I'm moderately interested, I think. Um, yeah, that's about what I I don't know I that I'd pay extra for this. I don't know that I'd pay extra for it, but I would probably, I'd probably watch it if they had it. Yeah. Um, other promotions. Historic and new programming from ICW, which is Insane Championship Pro Wrestling. Uh, Progress, and both of those, uh, ICW and Progress, are both... Not only are they both um, uh, England uh, wrestling companies, British wrestling companies. What do you call it? British? British. Let's say British. Not only are they both British wrestling companies, they both actually already have a deal with WWE and have been supposed to be on the air for the past year, but Vince keeps pulling the plug at the last moment. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the uh, UK tournament wrestlers are from either ICW or Progress. I'd say a huge chunk of them. So it has ICW, Progress, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or other regional indie promotions. Um, so for me, I am extremely interested in this. Yes. Um, it's not too hard to find most of these promotions nowadays on the internet, but it would be nice to not have to look for them and just have one central yeah. location for them. New Japan Pro Wrestling already has its own streaming service. It's a, I, I thought it was like 15 a month. I believe last year it was like a $7 a month now. Um, I think I was wrong the first time. I think it's always been like 7 or so. I don't see New Japan Pro Wrestling... Um, making an agreement with WWE, at least not any time in the next few years. They're doing great on their own. If we give the um, WWE enough of our hard-earned money, it just may happen. It may. Um, they already got deals with uh, both Ring of Honor and CMLL, so then you get into gray areas there. So um, I don't see New Japan being something that they would be able to do. I don't even know if it's something that WWE would want to do. Well, I, uh, let me say, I don't know that it's something Vince would want to do. But I'm going to say extremely interested. I would be willing to pay an extra five bucks if one of the extra perks, not just this one, but if one of the extra perks was um, that I could see ICW progress, NJPW, uh, perhaps yeah. various other ones. I know the WWE already has a working relationship with Evolve Pro Wrestling, um, Gabe Sapolsky's wrestling organization. So mm -hmm. I'm surprised that's not on here. I'm actually very surprised that's not on there, because they already do have a contracted working agreement with Evolve. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of neat. Audio channel. This one I thought was pretty interesting, to be honest. I will say um, that um, the last one I just talked about, the other promotions, that and another question coming through here, I think is the one that most people are talking a lot about, getting some chatter going. And we'll talk about this stuff after I'm done filling it out. Or we can talk about it now. I don't know. Do you want to go over anything with that, Pasty? Yeah, we could just... About which one are we talking about? That's where I'm at right now. I guess any of them that we've already done. I just I, I'm kind of skipping through it, but I mean we can yeah. talk about it a little bit if we want to. Well, I'm definitely so, like, excited for for know. seeing any other promotions. Yes, as long as we could rest assured knowing that these promotions are getting a portion of that extra five dollars a month per se. I guess also I think um, if we could be rest assured that. WWE isn't going to start giving them notes about what they should be doing or right. have to do. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's that's something coming up later on in the thing that's a little bit redeeming as to that, that thought process. There is. You're right. So I'll go to the next one. 
audio channel. I was pretty interested in this. Well, we're podcast guys. Of, that's that's true. <laughs> it's a section of WWE Network for listening only that provides audio play-by-play of pay-per-views, music playlists, sports radio, uh, or sports radio style call-in shows, and podcasts. Now, that's what it lists here. I had seen, and, and it might have been somebody just uh, reading into it that isn't there, but I've seen people say that it also could um, feature wrestlers doing commentary for um, for old or classic WWE matches, like perhaps Stone Cold coming in and doing commentary on a match that he That's had with uh, the Rock. That's actually a little in. bit later on in the in the survey. Oh, is that is that already coming up? Okay, maybe I shouldn't jump ahead. I haven't done this yet. This is the first time I'm seeing this, folks. So, so okay, so I'm getting ahead of myself. So I guess for this one, I would say I'm, I'd say I'm moderately interested. Um, you know, I would like it because I I have a 45 minute drive one way to work, and I think that would actually be really good. Right. I wouldn't mind the um I wouldn't mind the call in shows and the podcasts, but I feel like there's already enough wrestling podcasts and I feel like like when you like when you had the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast on the mm. network, you could tell it was very different than Steve's podcast. There were things he, he did t- he did talk about a lot of things you didn't think he would, but he also didn't talk about a lot of things that he probably would have on his, or that he has talked about on his show. And to, you, you felt that he was somewhat censored. To me, though, this this whole um, survey kind of, to me, speaks to me and kind of whispers that Vince may be trying to open doors to all these facets so that he can take on, like, cable television. And eventually the WWE Network will be a very expensive thing, but I think he'll be able to allow each entity their own creative freedom. Within, I guess, I guess within restrictions, but at the same point, I don't, I don't think they will. Well, we we have to keep in mind that for all we know, Vince McMahon may have never even seen this list. This doesn't necessarily come from Vince. This is just um, WWE. Um, what is it? WWE search. Um, so just just a, like a talent relations thing, going through and asking questions. Yes. Yeah. So there's a, I mean, there's a good chance Vince hasn't even okayed these questions. Like, this is just another group that's putting out their own thing. They take this data, they run it through one group of guys, and then another, and then it gets to Hunter. And then by then, Hunter has one idea that he tells Triple H, hey, people might be interested in seeing Starcade. Well, we'll do it. be rude. <laughs> so, I mean, we take, take all this as it is. It's just a survey going around. Um, they put out these surveys um, multiple times a year, and I mean, I wouldn't expect any major changes happening within the within the next six months to a year. But yeah. I'm going to say moderately interested in the audio channel. Um, new reality shows, reality shows featuring life on the road for WWE superstars. Um, wasn't that right along? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, an insider's view of WWE superstars' intense training and workout, a WWE superstars' cribs-style show. Uh, for anybody who who didn't watch MTV back in the 2000s, MTV Cribs was basically just rich people showing you the most ridiculous fucking houses ever. Yes. And just reminding you that you'll never have anything half as good as their shed. Um. 
a WWE-style apprentice to win a job at WWE, or WWE Legends House Season 2 Attitude Era. Right there, I'm going to say extremely interested just for the, the Legends House 2. It doesn't even I, just have to be the Attitude Era. I, really I was not very interested in any, any of what they had to offer there. So That's um, I'm going to say very interested because I like the Legends House thing. I'm a fan of The Apprentice, but just the Celebrity Apprentice, so I don't know random people doing an Apprentice to get a job at WWE. Right. I wouldn't watch that. Cribs, I wouldn't watch. Um, I, You know, I like Ride Along. I like Table for Three. I like the old um, Legends of Wrestling that they used to do, which was a round table thing. So if they would do things like that, I'd be okay with. So I'm going to say very interested, although I think they're going to take that out of context. Probably. They really want but, the cribs! More more Total Divas! I, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. I know, and they, so, they so many things in there. So a little sidetrack moment. But, uh, was watching Raw, and Raw got over. And at the time, I think I was playing, uh, Animation Throwdown. You know how that eats souls. And so, like, the most recent episode of Total Divas comes on and gets over. And then the whole Total Bellas series starts at the first episode. And I got to see John Cena lay out his house rules. The the, the whole exact thing that Miz spoofed. And I gotta say now, yeah. after seeing Cena in the show, Miz did a 100% perfect job of playing John <laughs> Cena. Like, holy shit. Awesome. I thought it was good before. But now that I've actually seen it, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to go on YouTube and find that. Just watch, clip. like, the first two episodes. The real Cena one. Not, yeah. I'm not going to watch the first two episodes. I just Do made it. the clip. Come on, it's got a great premise. Nikki and Cena both had to have surgery, and so they moved the whole Bella family into their house. And Daniel Bryan's there, <laughs> and he like- hates it. Sounds like a fucking episode of South Park, man. <laughs> what happens when Cena and Nikki need surgery? Move the whole Bella family into the house. Hilarity ensues when Daniel Bryan won't eat the steak that Cena cooked. What happens when Bree <laughs> puts her feet on the coffee table? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, as horrible as so, it sounds, uh, one is one that got, like, I may keep watching just horrible. just for Cena's it character. Horrible. It's I can't imagine that horrible. he's, he's his character watching. on the show, and then when he's off the show, he's this redwood tree suck up his ass kind of guy. Like what the fuck? And then he's in comedy movies and and good movies and like you gotta feel. I, I believe. He's acting more on the show than he is anywhere else. Well, probably. That's how reality TV works, I know. Right, right. Reality. Air quotes. It's, it's reality. Okay. okay. This one got a lot of people talking. TV 14 in-ring show. Yes. A new weekly version of ECW. They shouldn't have said that part. Wrestling, or other edgy new promotion rated TV 14. Um, so first of all, they got a ton of TV stuff already on the network from mm-hmm. the Attitude Era and stuff. 
I I can only see WWE doing edgy wrong. I do not do not want to see them get out of this. Uh, they're in a pretty comfortable PG right now, where there's still blood, there's still cussing, there's still violence. Um, there's even uh, woman on man, uh, and it's not going to be long before there's man on woman. So um, I'd say moderately at best. I, I do not think WWE can do TV 14 or edgy well at all. I think all it's going to be is poop jokes and dick jokes and boob jokes. I, that's that's what I see. I'm, I'm scared. It scares me. I was Especially very excited say, for it. Let's reboot ECW again, but this time let's, let's let them blade. Yeah. I know. <laughs> We had it in the Attitude Era. It was okay in the Attitude Era, but again, it, it's it's looking through rose-colored glasses. We go back and rewatch it. It's fun to rewatch it because you have that nostalgia. But I'm pretty sure if my son and his friends went back and rewatched it, they would not enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say moderately interested. If they could do it right, I would like to see it. I, I would just. I like just want to see it. If it doesn't stick around, so be it. But I just want to see it. What are you going to do? And are you going to have people from Ron Smackdown be on this show? Because then I really want to see it. Like a show where they could just cut loose. Like Talking Smack, the wrestling promotion. Yeah, because Call you see what happened with smack. that, too. <laughs> if, if Vince had nothing to do with it, if Vince couldn't touch it, and he couldn't get all of his fucking fart jokes and poop jokes and boob jokes in there... I, I'd maybe be okay if it was like a no Vince allowed fucking thing. Um, Vince is, is one of the most immature people you'll ever meet. I mean, I, I, I say this and I don't know the guy, but just. But then you watch is, Camp okay, WWE, where he's like one of the yeah, only he, actual WWE people with their voice in the show. Yeah, he's he's definitely a very immature guy. Um, now, on the subject of Ross Smackdown, TV 14, edgy. Um,. A theory's been going around the internet, which I actually buy. I went back, I rewatched it multiple times. I looked at different uh, stills. So the, the whole Kevin Owens, Vince McMahon deal, you know, you remember that? Right? Yes, yes, I, I've heard Kevin about Owens this beat too. The shit out of Vince, him. Beat so, the shit um, out of him. He hit him, let him get back to his feet. Hit him, let him get back to his feet. It was. Look, I watched it a second time because my grandpa came over, and when I came home from work he was like watching the same news reel on repeat because he doesn't know how the internet tv works so, <laughs> so i'm like we're gonna watch ron smackdown we'll start with smackdown so the uh the theory is and, and like i said i think i buy this and yeah and hear me out that vince actually bladed before he came out and they used uh the little uh glue the little glue that you do you know just was uh, athletes used to just cut it, you know, get it, get it together right away before they can go and get surgery or, or not or stitches. I should say not surgery, um, but he bladed, did that, put a little makeup on and went out there because number one, he immediately starts bleeding as soon as he's headbutted from Owens. Uh, that rarely happens that you get busted open, especially that fast from right. just a headbutt. Owens would have been busted open too. Number probably. two, it has to be. Probably, and it has to be a really hard headbutt, which it was. It sure looked like it was hard. Yeah, but it looked good. It, uh, still, it has to be dangerous hard. Um, it did bleed a lot more than you would expect it to do if it was busted open the hard way like that. 
And um and well and the camera zoomed right in on his forehead immediately. Yeah, yeah. Which usually they don't do. I mean, um if there's blood on TV, they're usually told and, and they could have been told beforehand just just film it all, damn it, it's Vince, film it all. But usually they don't do that. You know, usually they, they try to get away from the blood and they don't really sell it. And when he's sitting there talking to Owens, if you go back and watch it, his forehead right around the spot that he's opened up looks a little discolored. It almost looks like it's like paler. So it almost looks like they put makeup on him while he's sitting in a chair backstage. And then he comes out and he's doing the walk and he's in there and he's talking and he gets a little redder and redder. And then the makeup doesn't match his skin tone. Cause Vince gets, he's a red guy when he's going. Oh yeah. Um, that is red as lizard. I, I'm not saying that's what happened. No, no. Uh, I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm saying that I, I buy that more than um, that it just accidentally happened the hard way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, once once I, like, look back on it, you could see that it was, like, straight lines in his forehead even. Yeah, even my son pointed that out. Yeah. He was like, it's, it's almost like a line, like it's coming out of a line. So, anyways, not that it's a bad thing. I like that. I like that. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. I think blood, when used sparingly, really helps a uh, intense feud. I'm not I'm not entirely sure whether or not I give Vince more or less props now than I did last week. He still gets props. I just eh. You know what? He went out there and he performed better than anybody on Raw oh, yeah. SmackDown the last two weeks. Yep. You gotta give the guy that. You know, we were just talking about how great of a performer the brain is. Vince McMahon is a fucking hell of a performer. And you know, he told Owens, just give it to me. Right, just do it. <laughs> and, and Owens just, I mean, you can see it in his eyes. He Even at the moment, he's debating back and forth. He's just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Am I getting fired? Am I getting fired? Am I getting fired? <laughs> How hard do I hit him? He told me to go all out. How hard do I hit him? <clears throat> that's why, that's oh. why he didn't jump on him and like beat the shit out of him like he would a normal person. He let him get back to his yeah. feet every time. It yeah. wasn't even like Kevin Owens' gimmick. Like, uh, will I do it? Won't I do it? Will I do it? It's like, I really don't want to do this. I, just exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do this to you. Get up. I'm still He's wondering, like, Dude, who over, the fuck is the you're suit? You're over 70. Who the fuck is the suit? Yeah, yeah, that weird bald guy that ran yeah. in there. Yeah, like, actually, like, nothing? he had a point. Right. He dodged, jumped out of the way of Vince McMahon when Kevin Owens was going to do the splash. Like, you jump in front of your boss, you idiot. (laughs) You you take one for the team, you fucker. And we'll never see him again because he was fired. I I did not recognize that guy. No, and he comes out like he's supposed to be in a role of authority. What? Yeah, and the announcer said nothing. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah, usually they'll be like, oh, Jamie Noble came in, or oh, you know, this guy's in there, Dean Malenko came in from the back, or something. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, Moving on, Ring of Honor, historic and new programming from Ring of Honor. That's all they say. That's all you have to say. I'm extremely interested. Yep, that's what I love Ring of Honor. If they could get the old shit from the 2002 and, and on, the new shit now, sold. Sold. I don't think they will. But I'm sold. Sold! WWE Director's Cut. This is the one you were talking about, huh? Yes, sir. 
Shows that put a new twist on classic content, such as WWE legends narrating historic pay-per-views or current WWE superstars providing their perspective and analysis of classic matches and events. I'm going to say extremely interested in this all. going back and re-watching old matches, and this would just be a new way to experience them and maybe Wait. get some new stories. Good, Yeah, hopefully they do it for every episode, but they probably won't. What was uh? What was yours? What was my? Like, what did you vote on that? What did you vote on? That? Um, I think it was right around the middle, because to me it, it sounds cool, but it doesn't mean that much in the long run. Yeah, and you're probably I, I take you as not one that goes back and watches a lot of classic content a lot. No, it's wrestling. You watch it once, you move on with your fucking life. See, and I, I I do do um rewatch a lot of the classic stuff. So I, I would be very interested in that. Because I'm going to rewatch it anyways. Right. So you add a little new aspect to it. Rock on. Original scripted dramas. Wrestling themed series. <laughs> I can't even fucking read it without laughing. <clears throat> Let me try this, folks. <laughs> wrestling themed series inspired by wrestling's colorful and rich history, such as a WWE version of Game of Thrones. Fucking not at all interested. Extremely excited! No, I was Shut up, you did not put... No, I put not at all interested, too. That's fucking a stupid. scripted drama. Oh, my fucking God. You know what? I have... Total Devos! I have Netflix. I have those things so I can watch scripted dramas. Right. And they're great scripted dramas with great actors. I don't want the WWE Network for scripted dramas. I have it for wrestling. TNA. Historic and new programming from TNA or Impact Wrestling or Global Force Wrestling or whatever the fuck they are today. It, it says that on there right there. Or whatever the fuck they are today. Um, I, I get, I'm extremely interested. In, I don't see it... I don't see it happening unless they buy them out. And if they buy them out, I don't want them running it as a separate entity. Right. Let they it die and just keep that. the keep the archive. Yeah. So I'm extremely interested in that. Again, um, go back to Ring of Honor. You give me 2002 TNA Wrestling. You give me low-key Elix Skipper, uh, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, the alpha male Monty Brown. You give me all of these guys, um, America's Most Wanted, with uh, Chris Harris and and um, James Storm. Then you got him. Then you had a uh, Beer Money Inc. Beer later money. on. You have Awesome Kong and Aces and, and, and Eights. Um, Aces and Eights was much later, but yeah, any of that stuff. But yeah, especially the old classic stuff. I um, one of these days I could even show it or take a picture of it. I don't know if it's sad or good or what, but I would say I have. If not equal amounts, I might have more TNA DVDs than WWE DVDs. Um, it's close to equal amounts. Might be more WWE, but a lot of WWE are like the ones that span a wrestler's whole careers. Like I have a couple of Hulk Hogan's ones and um, Macho Man and, you know, the rest, you know, things like that. I got best of uh, like Starcade and best of ladder matches and stuff like that. So... But I have a ton of TNA DVDs because I love classic TNA. I loved it. What did you have for that? 
Uh, I think it was like right down the middle. I figured I had to like not be excited about everything to make sure the things that I'm really excited about happen. Right, and so while I would really like to see it, but I'm like out of everything that you've thrown at me already, like TNA, eh, you can leave that over there if you really want to. Fair enough. Special live events. Special one-time live events from unique locations around the world featuring an unexpected main event. Um, again, that's basically what they do already. That's kind of the same question as right. before about house shows. I mean, they've done the Beast from the East. Um, they did... What was the other one they just did recently that had a Brock Lesnar one? What was it? Brock Lesnar versus... Kevin Owens. Kingston or something. And, Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens versus who? No, Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens. No, show. the last house show they did, it was it was, uh, Kev- it was Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. I remember that. Oh. So it was definitely not a main event caliber match. Um, and they had, I don't, I don't remember what it was. Oh, was it a, was it a Madison Square Garden thing? I think it might have been a Madison Square Garden one. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, that's beside the point. Um, I guess I'm I'm moderately interested in this. Right, I don't like the fact do that they're like offering us things they've already been doing. Right? Would you pay more for something I already give you? <laughs> Original scripted comedies, comedies such as WWE hosts, Southpaw Regional Wrestling, WWE's version of The Office. I yes. This one's hard, because I love hosts, and I love Southpaw Regional Wrestling, but I could see WWE doing, like, of The Office or other stupid things like that, doing sitcoms. I don't want to see sitcoms. No, just, like, so funny, I'm say I'm, more stuff like Ride Along and shit. You I'm going to say very, I'm going to say very interested. Ride Along's not a scripted comedy, though. No. That would be a uh, unscripted comedy. The Edge and Christian show but that I, wakes the box of this. Regional Wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that is, you know, like a sketch comedy show like that. So I'm going to go very interested. It scared me with that WWE office, but I'm going to do that. I'd watch that, uh, too. Where were you at that? I was very extremely interested. Especially when I passed on the drama stuff. I'm like, yeah, give me some comedy. That's what I like in wrestling anyway, you know? At least when it's not wrestling. WWE does that better, I think. Yeah. Uh, tournaments. New in-ring tournaments, such as a Pro-Am-style tournament. It could be WWE versus NXT. Interesting. A Lucha tournament. A tag team tournament. King or Queen of the Ring tournament. Uh, so, again, basically the exact same thing they're doing now. We had the... The the Cruiserweight tournament, the May Young Classic, the UK tournament. Uh, they already do King of the Ring. Sometimes. In fact, I think the last one was a WWE Network special, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't the last King of the Ring a Network special? Yep. It wasn't a pay per view. No. So I'm I'm gonna say I'm very interested, but it's it's something they already do, but I enjoy it. Yeah, seeing more um, of it would be good, especially if they do like stuff where. You know, you bring in a different brand and pit him up against the best in the WWE in a tournament. Right, right. You know, this tag team tournament, you already got the Dusty Classic. Right. I'd say you keep the Dusty Classic, but yeah. just uh, 
you could include WWE and NXT guys, but I'd keep the Dusty Classic. Um, God, what's the next? Uh, what's the next step for them as far as they did the cruiserweights? They did a UK. They so the they women. wanted to do a Mexico one. They wanted to do an India one. They wanted to do yeah, one I, in Japan. I'm not big on them doing. I like them doing the read ones. I like, you know, get the best of one thing from all around the world and put them together. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, left. yeah. Cause the UK, the UK championship, we really haven't seen much with that at all. Really. Every now and then on NXT, maybe once on no. 205 live. In fact, uh, it's kind of sad. My son watches a lot of wrestling. He doesn't watch a lot of NXT, but he watches Ross Smackdown, the pay-per-views. Um, and, follow stuff a bit. He watches some of the classic stuff with me also. Um, he was asking, asking, talking about belts belts that we like, championships that we like. I think Mitchell just asked, what's my favorite looking championship? Um, and I said, you know, I think I, I'm a big fan of the gold belt, but I like the, the Stone Cold Smoking Skull, WGP. I was like, I think right now the, the, the best belt that they have that I like is probably the UK title. And he was like, what? Oh, yeah. I was like, the United Kingdom Championship. He said, what's that? I was like, you know, the UK Championship? He's like, I've never heard of it. So that's pretty sad. Yeah. That's pretty sad that he had no idea that existed. And he's not, he's not a dark wrestling fan, but he's uh, above casual wrestling fan. You yeah. I mean? He watches yeah. it at least weekly. It catches all the pay-per-views. So that's, yeah, that's pretty sad that he had no idea that there was a United Kingdom championship. So I don't know. I don't know what, what would be the next step for that. Unless you opened up the tag teams, like I said, to to tag teams that aren't signed to WWE. Maybe you do like a, a Do a hardcore classic, tournament. But don't do... <laughs> if, if you're doing the, the TV 14, you could do that. If you're not doing TV 14, you probably shouldn't. Just do it without blood. WWE does it all the time. They, they do, and I wouldn't say they succeed at it. I'd just say they do it. Um. So let's see. Okay, next. God, I thought that was the end. Oh, no. It's never over. You're not even oh, halfway so through. So now it wants me, wants me to tell it how much I would spend. With a so max cap of $10. So you. this is the hard part. You have to distribute your ten dollars over everything you just went over. Oh, what you get ten dollars total? Yeah. And how would you spend it? Okay, I see, I see. So let's go with what I like the best first, and go with that. Um, Let's see. Uh, this is riveting television, isn't it, folks? Right. Ring of Honor. Uh, Ring of Honor. Max of 10. I'm going to put three in Ring of Honor, three in TNA. Uh, well, no, man, if I do three in other promotions, <laughs> it's like nine bucks. So let's, man, really? <laughs> it's the hardest thing ever. I'm going to do three in Ring of Honor. TNA, two and other pushing, just because I don't think they'd ever get New Japan. Otherwise, I'd put more into it. Director's cut, I'll give a dollar to. I'm at I pay a dollar for that. One more dollar to give. 
<laughs> Robocop. I guess I'm going to have to go with the... Uh, either the scripted comedies or... Where's the one thing? Director's Cut. Oh, I put I put a buck on Director's Cut already. Then, yeah, then I'll put a dollar in uh, scripted comedies. Woo! That wasn't too difficult. One for scripted comedies. Three for Ring of Honor. Three for TNA. Two for the promotions. And one for the Director's Cut. That wasn't too bad. None for audio, channel. So we're going next. Fun! There's more now. Yeah, you're not done yet. WWE is considering a special feature that may be available to the WWE Network as part of a premium price tier. Listen below are some potential new feature ideas. Please let us know if you're extremely interested, moderately interested, very somewhat, not at all, or anything. So ratings, the ability to rate shows. I don't do that with the, the things I got now, so no. Personalization, create custom playlists and change the look and feel of your network. I'm moderately interested in that. I like to customize my stuff to make it look like it's mine. Yes. Virtual reality. Uh, no, fuck you. Nope. I Alternate passed on that. viewing too. options. Passed on that. <laughs> the ability to watch in-ring using alternate camera choices. I actually don't mind this one. Um, I'm moderate. I'm somewhat interested. <coughs> cam, drone cam, GoPro cam. Yeah. GoPro cam. So that means we're going to end up watching fucking wrestlers or referees in the ring wearing fucking GoPros on their heads. That makes me so angry. I'm not interested in that. It makes me so angry. I'm not interested in either. But I like the gorilla cam and I like if you could switch between different camera angles and not have to use WWE's camera angle. I think that'd be neat. No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all because um, WWE has it worked down to a science how to change camera angles at the impact of things. So if you're looking through these camera angles, you're really going to ruin the show for yourself. If you see it from just yeah, a slightly different angle. Yeah, the people that are doing that are people like, they're, they're people like me that enjoy the art form of it. Your casual fan isn't ever going to use that. But it'd be somebody like me that enjoys the art form that maybe wants to see this here. How did he do that there? What did he actually do there? You know, did you see how he landed here? Stuff like that. I, I, I'm somewhat interested. See, Social after the first sharing. section, I started thinking, Somewhat. filling this section out, like started thinking ahead to like, what am I going to put my dollar into? <laughs> and that's how I started rating kind of what I wanted to see in this They're section. They're not going to ask you to put a dollar into this shit, are they? It's, it's every Social it's every section. Viewing. Set up movie theater mode to watch virtually with friends or extremely live extremely events. interesting. This would be this would be good for you and I. I definitely man. think I put more money yeah, into I'm this than I did anything else. Alternate audio is the same thing that we talked about before, but I am interested in that. Download to go the ability to download content and watch offline. I'm pretty sure that already exists, on, but maybe it does. No, not on the network, and I wasn't um, very interested. I'm, I'm, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to sit and watch the network I, I when I'm on a boat. Something that bad, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't need it that bad that I need to literally download it. Uh, download zero, personalize zero. If you want to download wrestling, it. you got to do it the old school way. Three, no ratings. Um, social viewing. I'm willing to drop four bucks on social viewing. Yeah. Um, alternate viewing options. 
what do I my, what am I at right now? I'm at eight dollars. So personalize, I'll put one dollar into. Alternate audio three. Uh, ratings zero. Download zero. Social viewing four. Social sharing zero. Alternate viewing one. So I still got a dollar to spend. Uh, I'll put two on alternate viewing then. That's my 10 bucks. Oh my gosh, there's more. All right, folks, bear with us. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope it's I hope it's more fun for y'all than it is for me. But the first part was really uh, entertaining. This part... WWE is also considering special benefits with perks that would be offered as part of the WWE Network premium price tier. Listed below are some potential new ideas for subscriber perks. Let us know. Monthly IWW headquarter conference call. Not interested. Preferred pricing. Special offers for WWE VIP events and products, including meet and greets. Oh, I'm interested in that. I'm going to say moderately. Yeah, I was I slightly interested. I don't know how often I get to use it, but if I got to use it. Free shipping on WWEshop.com orders. I don't do it a lot, but I'd say moderately. If I'm already paying extra, right. I don't mind getting free shipping out of that, it. Don't, that scared me, though, because Amazon Prime gets you for $100 for their streaming service plus free shipping for the year. It's $100 mm-hmm. for a year. I mean, you can pay that. I don't want to see the WWE Network go to that. Unless you are making, right. I guess, maybe if you're doing a one-year payment. But I doubt they uh, do loyalty that. Loyalty program. Get rewards such as t-shirts, collectibles, and ticket upgrades. Extreme. Using loyalty points earned from the length of time you have been a WWE Network Premium subscriber or your time spent viewing. I am extremely interested in that. That would be neat to get rewarded for watching their stuff. I would never get anything for how often uh, my network shut off. Fan voting. Special opportunities to vote on match participants, Hall of Fame inductees, Slammies. Yeah, somewhat interested, although I don't think they'd listen to us anyways. Right. Get breaking news first. Uh, not in, uh, I'll say somewhat interested. You can get it everywhere anyways, so I don't know that I need WWE for it. Plus, they're going to put their spin on it right away. Yeah. Early access to live event tickets. Uh, moderately interested. Again, I don't get to use it a lot, but I would use it. Early access to new merchandise, I'm not that interested. I don't no. need to get the newest thing right I away. actually think I said I was not at all interested. That's Yeah, that's what I got is not at all. Sweepstakes entries, automatic sweepstakes entries, not at all. I could give a crap less about sweepstakes. Yeah, but that, that VIP, uh, like how long you've been with the subscription service, that one was the most exciting, I think, of the whole section. And I mean, yeah, there's a fair share of duds on this list, but there's a lot of things on this in this survey that made my mind go ape shit. Like, holy shit. But then it makes you question, how much are they really going to yeah, hike the price? Yeah, but you got to remember. Well, and you got to remember, they've been doing these surveys for years. ever. Well, since before WWE Network started it. So, and a lot of these things are the same questions that they ask every time. So you don't want to get too excited. Uh, loyalty program. I'll put. I'll easily put five bucks into that. I'm gonna put six bucks into that. What else was there? Not much. Uh, sweepstakes, loyalty, fan voting, preferred pricing. I'll put three bucks into. Um, early access. I'll put two bucks into, and I think that's my ten. There we go. 
What? What does it say? Why are they all lit up? Your current total of 11. Okay, well then early access down to 1. You <laughs> said it was 10. Now it says 11. <laughs> Thank you for completing this survey. There you go. That is the WWE Network survey. If you folks didn't get one, now you know at least what's offered, um, what they're looking into. Like I said, I mean, you hope that they're listening to you. You hope that they're taking this stuff and writing it down and using it to form the future work. I guess we'll get into that. At the same time, it might be nothing. Right. You never know. They could, they could be doing these things just as red herrings. I mean, it doesn't cost them anything to put out just to make people think that they care about what you're, you're doing. And they don't even look at them. It just goes straight into the garbage bin on the WWE headquarters master computer. <laughs> Who knows? Just Even kind of still, there's say, a hey, lot of stuff in here that just makes the mind race. Like, holy shit. The things they could do if they actually wanted to, you know? There's a lot of things I'd be interested in. Very much so. Um, so here's hoping we get some positive changes. I'll drink to that. Yes. I'm very glad that you uh, informed me about this pasty. Because it did go straight to my promotions bin in my... Uh, email and i i usually just go in there just to hit delete oh yeah i usually don't read anything that's in my promotions folder so it just went straight to my promotions folder so when you were talking about it and actually it wasn't there when you first told me about it and then later on it popped up and i was like hey he was just talking about this no, it's, it's good stuff Ooh. and i mean if any any of this stuff happens it would be pretty cool with our luck, it'll be WWE Game of Thrones. That'll be the one thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know about any of this stuff. There's some things I don't want to see. Game of Thrones, and now WWE is all just GoPro cameras. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Bitches be tripping. Right? Right! <clears throat> All right. Well, we've got just about 25 minutes left. Just about. Just, just about enough to time beat. to hit up No Mercy, Loke. Yes. No mercy. I have put, um, I put little to no thought into this so far, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. The I'm like, oh, it's time for No so Mercy cool. already. Man, it's not Hell in a Cell yet. That's where I was at. Yeah, I could play. I'm just glad I thought about it. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm kind of excited uh, to see we, uh, Cena going. versus Roman. That, that, that better be good. Um, and Strowman, I mean, I gotta, Strowman destroyed Brock Lesnar on Monday Night Raw. He did. He completely no-sold the German, which was awesome. It was he great. He just bounced straight up after the German. And then he hit his power slam and Brock was down. Uh, it was very, very good. I, they should have saved it for Mania. Um, That's what this card is going to well, be subtitled yeah, 10 years in the have, future. Yeah, then you can't have uh, you can't have Roman Reigns versus uh, 
Brock Lesnar if you do that, and then you can't have Reigns beat the, the conquering hero. I don't want Reigns to fight Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He's done it before. Yes, but it's what Vince wants. Never one-on-one. They've never had a one-on-one match at Mania. And it's what Vince wants. And Vince wants him to be the one to beat Lesnar. And you know what? There, there's better people to do it, but... It's something. I mean, at least it's it's Lesnar giving a young guy the rub. May not be the young guy we want, but hey, that's some that's something. We haven't got any real good payoff from Brock Lesnar as fans. Um, we've yeah. got some really entertaining matches, but as far as like him giving rub to up and coming or younger or newer superstars, he hasn't really. He's Kind of, I think Owens might be the only one that you can say looked good against him. But otherwise, the only other people that have beat him was um, Undertaker and, uh, and and Goldberg. And neither of those guys are young, up-and-coming stars. <laughs> Brock is younger and more up-and-coming than they are. <laughs> and so, this card, this card is kind of, it's kind of light for a pay-per-view these days. It's only oh, got a few more in there. eight matches listed so far. Seven, at least official. Oh, seven. You're what right. What do you got? You're right. Okay. You're okay. right. What are, what are you looking at? Out of curiosity. Uh, CBSSport.com. Okay, I'm on I'm on WWE.com. So. Okay. So we're probably in different orders. So I, I mean, we can take it in any order you want to go. Then I just say let's save the main events for the end. So we know there's two main events. Well, yeah. No, this one seems like it's pretty well ordered from what would be a pre-show to the end. So I think we Might should be, be a copy out. of the WWE one. So <coughs> I don't. I don't think so, but we'll see. <laughs> they should be similar. Go for it. Where All right. So looking out. at looking at pr- probably the pre-show, the cruiserweight championship is being defended. Neville versus Enzo More. Which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That's really all I have to say. This match makes my cock S-W-F-T soft. Soft! Definitely don't have a heart on for this one. Uh, I I would hope you have to go Neville going over on Enzo. I can see them trying to give Enzo the rub. And I mean... If he's turning heel, which he may do, and he may turn heel, and he may realign with Big Cass, I know that's talk that that's the that's the route they're gonna go. Um, he, I mean, he could do something nefarious to do it. Even if he does, he, he he doesn't have to do it at this one. They can always have a rematch. So I'm gonna say Neville goes over, yeah. retains the championship. Yeah, I'm right there too. And then what I would assume was opening right. match for the card. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. CBSSport.com says, and I quote, Thought this was over? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't this being billed as like, um, man versus man, so Balor's not allowed to be the demon, right? Right, but he wouldn't be anyway, because that... it's not a big four or big two. Um... So it's the match. This match is basically who is WWE trying to give up on quicker. Right. <laughs> uh, who won the last one? Was it Finn Balor? 
Yes. Fuck, I don't remember. Yes. I honestly don't remember. I think so. I, I think why it deserves a, a win. Well, I think it should be over. I think this should be the last one. It's going to go tell Mania. I almost guarantee it. They don't know what else to do um, with both of them. I know that there was talk. There was chitter chatter on the intro nets about this maybe getting moved into a Hell in a Cell. Or into a cage match, I should say. Um, but I don't think so. No, I think I think if they could if they could find a good way s- to tastefully stretch this out to Mania, save the hell in a cell for Mania. I don't think it needs to go till Mania, but I think it could go until uh, God, I don't know what's the uh, Royal Rumble. I don't even think it needs to go that long. I'm gonna. Say what if Bray it doesn't Wyatt go? Wins. What if it stops and it starts back up again at Mania season? Like they just bump into each other, and you know it could be a because this if they both last a long time in the WWE. They're going to be rivals forever because they're gimmicks. I'm over it at this point. It could get better, and they could. They can do something with this. I'm not buying it right now, but I'm going to say Bray Wyatt wins. I don't have any idea what's going on in the future with them, but I'll say Bray Wyatt wins. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Bray. I I don't know, but... Hey, um... Luke Harper is supposed to be coming back with a new gimmick. I wonder if... I heard uh, Harper and Rowan are both coming back with new gimmicks. Yeah, I heard they're coming back together also, which we don't need Rowan anymore. They could they could come back and they could interfere on Wyatt's behalf. I don't want him no, to... No, 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 no. No, no, no. Get him away from him. I want to see Luke Harper come back with a shaved face and it short the- hair. It isn't going to do, I mean, it isn't going to hurt any of those three any worse than they are now. None of them have been better than when they were all three together. I know when they were all three together, we kept saying, you got to break them up, and that way Bray will get big, and Luke will get big, and nobody cares about Rowan. But all of them have done shit since they broke yeah, up. Nobody's I mean, cared they about anybody. need each other. I don't, I so just, I'd be, at least if you're going to put them back together, them. don't split them up again. Um, and put push them together them. And, and bring in a... Uh, Bring in Bo Dallas. Have them do a match where it's like a, a three-on-three. The Wyatt family versus the Miz Tourage. And during that match, Bo Dallas turns on the Miz. And then he joins the Wyatt family. And then a couple weeks later, they can kick out Rowan. That's always fun to do. Yeah. I want to build to that. But man, what do <laughs> I know? <coughs> I guess if you got the Wyatt family back together, it could force the Shield to fully get back together. Right, at least temporarily. At least for a one-off or something. Yeah. Or a two-off. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I said Bray. Who'd you pick? Bray. Bray, Bray, Bray. And up next, the Intercontinental Championship. We're uh, We're on the same wavelength now, huh? Yes. The IC Championship, The Miz versus Jason Jordan Angle. Um, if they're gonna if they're gonna stretch this Jason Jordan Kurt Angle thing out to Mania, 
I think Jason Jordan beats The Miz for the title. And then uh, then that leaves Miz open the feud with the newly created or reformed wife family. <laughs> but then that also um, allows Jason Jordan to lose the title close to Mania, Mania-ish, and then uh, and turn on Kurt Angle. And then they can have their match at Mania. There you go. So I'm, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Jason Jordan wins it here. Why not? Hmm. I don't know, man. The Miz is nearing the longest IC title run in history, and I think he's probably going to get it. WWE's handing say, him out these days. Oscar's uh, the, got the longest winning are. streak. New Day is going to hold the most tag team titles. It, they're just dishing him out. Jinder's going to beat fucking CM Punk's reign. Um... I, I do think that Jason Jordan is not ready for the IC title, but that's never stopped WWE before. I think right. if he could have Kurt as his mouthpiece, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I think The Miz takes it. It's going to be, it should be a okay. decent match. So the first one, we're different on. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on a second. I... We never remember who we pick. I want to start writing them down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had the Cruiserweight, which was, uh, we both think Enzo's going to lose. So, Neto. You do that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm going to the next match. The Tag Team Championship. The Shia. Without the old. Versus the bar. The Shia. Versus the bar. Man, this just sounds sad. But it's going to be a good fight. <laughs> I think so. I think it's going to be a great one. Um, The bar has, has, has evolved into this amazing tag team that you love to watch. They put the Hardys in their place and wouldn't let them get out of it. No shit. No shit. Now they don't even wrestle as a tag team anymore. They're singles hunting. The bar kicked the Hardys out of the tag team division. Right. <laughs> um, Splendid. Personally here, I feel like the bar is probably going to take it. Why are Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins a tag team? Other than the fact that there's nothing else for them to do right now. I'm going to say, and just because, um, I'm going to say this just because they've been hot potatoing the title over on SmackDown, that they're going to try to have a little bit of a continuity here on Raw. And I'm going to say that Rollins and Ambrose retain... That, this is a hard one. It could go either way. I think Cesaro and Sheamus can do more with it. Yeah. But I think it's. I, I don't know what. I don't know what Seth and Dean are gonna do. Speaking of hot potatoing the tag team championships on SmackDown, I just want to make my thoughts known here. And I think that since WWE or that the information was leaked that they were trying to push the New Day to have the title the most times in history, they've really been rushing it way too fast. 
for it to matter at all. If, if every other night they're going to lose and win the titles, there's no fucking point. That makes me angry. Yeah, so and they, and we've seen the same thing with um, with Sasha and Charlotte, mm-hmm. and and it's like, and Charlotte is gonna have, she's gonna be a seventeen-time women's champion, but it's gonna be well. I mean, look, at, we we just talked about. I think it was last week, Sasha's title reigns, her four title reigns all add up to less than one hundred days. So mm-hmm. who the fuck cares that she has four title reigns? Right, it means and it's nothing. Same with Charlotte too. Hers are a little longer. Just because she waited till after each pay per view to mm-hmm. lose them, but um, but yeah, it's pointless. I, I think it's pointless. I think it's pointless. I agree with you, although I am a hundred percent okay with the new day having the titles. Oh yeah, as much as I was not ready for them to get them back and have a lengthy title reign, I'm ready for them to hold them another you know hundred plus two hundred plus days already. I'm okay with them holding them. And you know what? If if they're going to hot potato the title, but we're going to continue to see the quality matches that we've been seeing between these two, mm-hmm. fucking do it. It's the price I'm willing to pay to see some good wrestling on TV right now. Because WWE isn't giving us a lot of it. But damn, if these New Day Uso matches ain't winning me over left and right. Yeah, although they're, they're good fucking matches. I do, I do have this thought in the back of my head that just keeps saying, though, in order to hold the titles more times than any other tag team, you have to have lost the titles more times than any other tag team. Doesn't that kind of like make the whole thing neutral and not matter at all? Well, that's like, uh, actually, uh, I think this is a, a, a classic Bobby the Brain poll. You know what he said? If somebody is a uh, five-time world champion, that means you're a four-time loser, he would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. If you're... You know, you look at somebody like uh, Bruno San Martino, who held the belt twice, but was literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days. Yes, this is apples and oranges, I know, right. because there wasn't multi-weekly TV, there wasn't pay-per-view, I, I get it. But nonetheless, you look at something like that, it's a bigger impact than somebody like um, like Sheamus. Who I think is what is he like a three four time champion at this point? Mm-hmm. But you don't look at Sheamus as you don't look at Sheamus in the same vein as as even like a Stone Cold or a Rock or a, a Cena or something. Right. I, mean, I, I guess to me that's I don't know. I know what I'm trying to say. I don't know if I'm eloquently putting it out there, but I know what I'm trying to say. It all depends it's on like your character, rock, really. Man. Well, up next, ah. I guess, I guess yes, just because the whether you have the belt or not basically depends on your character. <laughs> right. Do up the next. fans like your character? Does the the front office like your character? Yeah. Did we? Did we? We haven't picked anybody. Neither yeah. one of us. I said shame. I did said oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you picked bar and I picked Jesus. Get with the times, uh, guy. I, I got it. I'm, I'm not, man. I'm not at all. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Up next, the women's championship. Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax versus Emma versus Bailey. Who gives a fuck? Nia Jax is going to win. 
Nia Jax as a star outside of WWE. She's been doing a lot of things lately. She's definitely getting more known, and I think WWE is really going to want to push her right now. Um, and since there's so many people in the match, I want to say my B-side winner is Alexa Bliss. You know, I mean, the, the story is definitely Alexa and Nia. The story is definitely uh, Alexa and Nia. Nobody gives a shit about Emma. I feel like in the beginning it's going to be, gonna be Alexa and Sasha. Alexa and 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 Alexa and Nia and Sasha and Bailey all beating up Emma. And then they'll turn on each other after Emma's out of the fucking match. I just it definitely I don't know. comes down to Alexa and Nia. You have that. Yeah. I I'm gonna the, go with I'm gonna go with um, you know what? I'm gonna put confidence in Miss Bliss. I am gonna stick with Alexa. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. It's I mean it's it's almost a coin flip. Yeah. Well it's actually a roll of a dice. Um, to be completely honest. I, I and either one of those, no, it's not to me. To me, it's a coin flip. It's either Alexa or Naya. Um, that's the story being told. And now that I want to see how to, whether either one of them wins, I want that story to continue. Oh, yeah, and it will. That's why I say it's a roll of the days. You never know. With it being a, actually, you know what? I, I am going to change, I'm going to change my, my mind. Just the five way, and Naya can beat, Naya can pin Emma. Right. And win the championship, and Alexa will have a good heel argument for, you know, which I love. Of course, with I the way WWE writes things, I, I, I think we'll probably have Nia Jax about to pin Emma, and then Alexa comes in and says, No, let me pin her. And then Nia stands down. I hope not, but yeah. I don't know. They've been booking. Um, monsters decent lately um naya was doing good and then she fell off but it looks like they're treating her good again so yeah i think we can go naya Jax definitely i did I see something somebody pointed like, out and that's in the uh the new poster for the new season of total divas naya Jax was photoshopped to be the same size as everybody else <laughs> like uh you talking waist wise or height wise height wise Okay. You don't know with WWE, man. They'll fucking Photoshop hair on Baron Corbin. Right. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Up next, everybody's favorite guys. Just Cena versus Roman Stains. Still love me some Roman. I think this is going to be a good match. Yeah. I, I think it will be. A lot of people are shitting on it, but I think it's going to be a great match. Cena's going to be recording a Transformers a of, movie soon, so I think Roman's going to beat right? him. There's going to be a lot of false finishes in here. Yeah, sure. oh yeah. Hundreds. For sure. Thousands! Um, I agree with you for two reasons. One, Cena is going away. To film uh, his own Star Wars or Star or um, Transformers, God, 
Oh, I don't know if it's my John gut Cena or plays beer, if it's John my Cena plays it. Darth Vader in the Star Wars Darth Vader standalone movie. God, doesn't that look like a good movie? The yes. Darth Vader movie, just yes. from the teaser. Well, you have to watch. God. You, you gotta um, watch Rogue One. I did. I watched it, and I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised. Yes, um, a lot of problems. A lot of lot of oh, problems yeah. with it, but I enjoyed it. My favorite part was the droid, uh, and, it does, it and my least it, favorite part was Forrest Whitaker, the, uh, but he died. Forrest Whitaker was just phoning it in, man. It he was not the give worst. There for the paycheck. Right. Like, holy shit, and he, he does not give fucks about Star Wars at all. No fucks <laughs> given no, from Forrest Whitaker. Um, Vader was badass. This is the best Vader we've ever got. When he was walking down that hall for the first time, and he's just mm-hmm. like, jin, 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 jin. You know, barely even breaking a sweat. And then he just starts throwing people left and right. It's just, fuck, man. I loved this Vader. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the original trilogy, his his movements and things were, were powerful, but they were very minimal. He didn't do right. a lot of active shit. So, yeah, no, I think, and I definitely think the Vader standalone movie is going to be. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mind Rogue One, I think probably because I had such low expectations going into it. Because it does have a lot of problems. It's first being, it again is the exact same story. It's the Luke story. It's the Rey story. They they haven't changed their story of an orphan being abandoned on a <laughs> desert planet. And then being reluctantly brought into the rebellion. I don't think that's... Overcome... I think it has a lot to do with the, the subject like... matter. It's Star Wars. And when there's a lot of wars, there's going to be a lot of orphans and refugees. I think it has to do with lazy writing. I don't. Th- or I don't know. Comfortable writing. It's, I don't it's know. WWE. They're just doing what they know has worked in the past. Yeah. Let's it'll not. Sell. Let's not try something new and exciting. Let's just do what we know has worked in the past. We got this. This droid. They've always had a, the droid sidekick, which is this okay, is the best droid but... ever, though. I loved him so much. Uh, he seemed like he seemed like C three PO with with an actual personality. I was mm-hmm. okay with it. Um, BB 8s better. No. I'll just say it. No. I'll just say it. BB-8 had attitude, man. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I marked out when he thumbs up. Thumb, thumb, thumbs up? Thumbs, thumbs up? Thumb it up? Thumbs up? Thumb dups? How about thumbs yes, did, I marked. dupsed? Thumbs dupsed. Um, John Cena, <laughs> Roman Reigns. Yeah, so he's going on to do the new Vader solo standalone. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, uh, um... With Roman Reigns going on to face Brock Lesnar at Mania, you have to make him look strong. You have to keep making him look strong. They've been burying him on the mic, so he at least has to be strong right. in the ring. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, so I, I think he wins it. I, I think Roman wins it, and it's okay. It's okay. They, they, he, he needs a win because he's been getting pwned each and every week in the yeah. ring. I mean, I could see Cena to win it, and then maybe, maybe like Reigns wins the next pay per view, and then they hold it off for somewhere down the line for a third match. I think the only way that works is if they do a Schmazz finish. I don't think I think you can have Cena win and then Cena rematch. I think it would have to be some kind of cluster flunk yeah. um, deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're both on the same page with Roman Reigns. Mm hmm. 
And finally, the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. I know my pick. I think it's. I think I've already spelled it out. When, yeah, times already tonight. After watching Raw, I definitely don't hold hopes for Brock Lesnar. He got n- nothing off, but that German don't suplex. hold hopes for him. No. Braun has been too strong going into this. There's no way Braun's winning. I think Braun's going to run through. They've had Lesnar at the at the the bad side of a beating every time they've had them yeah, together. So but no, I say WWE I say booking says he has to win. I think I think Strowman wins, and I think Brock goes away oh, for a while and comes back just before Mania to win back the title. When Roman Reigns is already gearing up to fight uh, Braun for the title, but Brock gets it back and he's like, okay. But I think Brock's going to go away I'm, for a matter of three months and come back bigger and in better shape than before. And I think that's what he needs to do to beat Braun. That's where my mentality is going. I'm okay with that, especially since they built him up to be this beast. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with Braun being the guy who gets the rub for b like we were talking about. you gotta, you got to understand this. Braun Strowman admittedly had like five professional wrestling matches before he got put on Raw. Mm-hmm. Five fucking matches. That's it. That's less than Roman Reigns. That's less than, than dumb fuck McGivens. Five matches. When you look at his psychology in the ring right now, uh, the way he moves, uh, his stamina, his stamina, his physical, oh, yeah. everything. This guy, this guy is not Kurt Angle. This guy is not AJ Styles. This guy is not Kazuchika Okada. But I, but I believe he's the most impressive. Above, yeah, yeah. The most impressive big man right now. He's that, he's above. Uh, I would easily say he's um, he's above your Aiden English. He's above your um. God, who did they got right now? He's above your Enzo Amore. He's above above your big cast. Yeah. He's above, I'd say he's above all these guys. And and he's and he's still new. If this guy doesn't win, like, most improved wrestler of the, the year awards. Right. Which, by the way, we at the end of the year, we got to do our own beef stick awards, man. Everybody else does this shit. We have to. But, yeah, this guy, I mean, I am okay with him winning this title. He has worked his ass off. To not become another Roman Reigns, to not become another uh, Jinder Mahal, to not become another "you're big, we're gonna throw you in here, you don't have to do anything." Right. He did the uh, the Paul White thing. The mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Paul White is the Big Show or the Giant or whatever. I mean, that guy worked his ass off, and he was he was brand new too. He he got thrown in, uh, uh, got thrown into big with with little little training. And, uh, yeah, the guy, when he first came in, I didn't give a shit about Braun. I didn't want Braun. He was a big guy that got put right. in there because he's big. He had no reason to be there, which are all legitimate. That's all true. But yeah. he proved me wrong. Yep. He fucking proved me wrong beyond oh, yeah. a shadow of a doubt. No, it, it's, my, it's my thought that Braun could actually go down in history as the greatest big guy ever in the WWE. He could. He definitely, I mean, he's got a good start. I mean, he's 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 a fucking child yet. What is he, like 24? Right. He's yeah. a fucking child. Yeah. He's, his best years are, are well ahead of him. He's got another decade before he hits his prime. Mm-hmm. 
This guy's going to be main eventing WrestleManias, and in short time. Yeah, I I think so. Fuck yeah. And the way I look at it, I'm okay with, with Ron Strowman as the Universal Champion. Brock Lesnar can go anywhere and do whatever he wants. It makes no difference. Strowman will carry that shit. And, and this, this might sound weird, but somebody, well, I, your scenario is Brock wins it back from him and then faces Reigns, hmm. which you could do. But I could also see somebody smaller, like an AJ Styles, like a Kevin Owens, um, like even a I could see them, they seem more believable beating Braun than Brock. Yeah, Even though Braun can beat Brock, I guess. Maybe well, because they're younger, sense, and Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, for a larger gentleman, is definitely agile in the ring. Yeah, um, Brock's getting see, up there. One, I was just talking about that with my grandpa too. The Cena, Brock, they're all in their forties. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> AJ Styles is forty-two. Uh, yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think Brock I is probably to... pushing the far end of forties, forty-eight ish is what I'd have to guess. No, 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 no. He's he's got to be he's, he's got to be about AJ's age. He's got to be early forties. Um, but I was just uh, I was just listening to a podcast recently where they're talking about. Can you imagine back in the early nineties? Okay, he's forty, just forty people, flat. People, see, yeah, that's he's, yeah, he's as old guy, as John Cena. Um, but you look at, um, 93 Hulk Hogan, everybody was saying Hogan's too old. We don't want Hogan. Right. Hogan's too old. He's past his prime. In 93, Hogan was 42. He's the same age as AJ Styles. He's only two years older than Cena, two years older than, than Brock. I mean, I guess, I guess the industry has just changed, you know, mm-hmm. that used to be an old man. Obviously Hogan had many years ahead of him. Now, don't get me wrong, he did get past his prime and keep going. Well, you could say for another decade he, he performed very well. Um, Rock Rock and Hogan was 2001? God, was it 2001? I think Rock Hogan was 2001, and Hogan looked good. Looked yeah. fucking great. He, he kept up with Rock. He held his own with Rock. Fun fact there, the Rock is 45 years old. I believe it. Them Samoans, they keep a young a young look. Even fun fact, Vin Diesel is 50 years old. Vin Diesel. Nothing to do with wrestling. Something to do with The Rock. I can't believe he's 50. That's that's insane. I like knock-around guys. I don't know if anybody's seen that movie. That might be my favorite movie that Vin Diesel in. Either that or, um, I like the... Chronicles of Riddick. I like both of those. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Riddick was a good series. But Knockaround Guys, Knockaround Guys is good. It's kind of like a, it's a dramedy. It's a dramatic comedy. It's about the sons of gangsters who are trying to make moves on their own, but just get themselves in way too, too over their head. It's funny. It's a funny movie. Check it out sometime, folks. Knockaround Guys. Oh, that's uh, that's 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 no mercy right there. Yeah. So you went. I went Lesnar. You went Strowman. So if I if I got this right, let me go back down the card. Uh, cruiserweight title. 
We both have Neville beating Enzo Amore, correct? Yes. Uh, the Eater of Pins versus the Demon King. We have uh, both having the Eater of Pins not eating a pin and actually winning, right? Which means he probably will eat a pin. Seriously, when we're behind him, he loses the hardest. <laughs> I, I know, right? Isn't that fucking sad? <laughs> so we both got Wyatt. Um, Jason Jordan versus The Miz, Intercontinental title. I have Jordan, you have The Miz. Mm-hmm. The Shia versus The Bar. I have the Shia, and you have the bar. I got the bar. I got bars, son. Women's title match. We both have Nia Jax coming out ahead on that. Yeah. Um, Roman versus Cena. We both have Roman coming out ahead on that. Yep. Wouldn't have thought I'd say that a year ago. And uh, the WWE title match. Uh, I have Brock and you have Braun. Yep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I wrote down Brock back. That means that I vote for Brock. And I wrote down everything else I've wrote. Or Miz Pacey. But here I wrote Braun Strowman. <laughs> <laughs> Not Braun Strowman. Braun Pacey. <laughs> there Brock, Mac, Braun, Strowman. (laughs) My fingers were not following my mind. (laughs) And folks, that brings us down to the moment everybody waits for every single week on the B-Sticks podcast. And that is... The Jerry of the Week. You know, we all have a little Jerry in us somewhere, you know. So we like to see other people be the Jerry. So it reminds us that, meh, there's worse Jerry's than us out there. <laughs> oh, boy. So this week's Jerry, once again, <laughs> it's goes pathetic. to an entire organization. <laughs> this Just sad. Was it was uh, this might be the all-time champion Jerry of the week so far? What do you think? This might yeah. If we if we have like a if we have a Jerry Royal Rumble at the end of the year and put all the Jerry's in a ring and see which one comes out ahead, we'd have to call well it a Jerry Bree. The Jerry cake. The Jerry Bree. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pasty, you're a marketing god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So, folks, Jerry of the Week is Global Force Wrestling. The entire promotion. Uh, From whoever wrote the shit to whoever edited it together. Whoever okayed it. That fucking read it to whoever fucking okayed it to whoever came up with the idea in the first place. I feel like the announcers who read it are going to hell. Just guaranteed ticket to hell. You're fucked. (laughs) <laughs> so what happened uh, in GFW this week they so we know that Bobby Roode has been off TV after uh, losing the, the NXT championship and then he's going to be coming to uh, the main roster pretty soon and um, we all where know he's Bobby already Roode been is a, a TNA is a TNA original um, he was there on the first card the first show He's been there forever. Um, he's a mainstay. 
He was part of Team Team Canada. He was part of Beer Money Inc. He's a former multi-time heavyweight champion. He's the longest reigning TNA World Heavyweight Champion. He's a, a I think he's a Grand Slam champion, winning the the King of the Mountain title or Legends title or TV title, whichever one it was called the time he had it. Um, as well as the the tag and the world. Um. But uh, he hasn't been there for quite a while. He's been working NXT for years. So this week, with him being off TV on WWE, GFW uh, spliced in uh, a two-year-old clip of Bobby Roode at Impact coming down. And the announcers are stating the former NXT world champion, has left NXT to come over to GFW <laughs> and uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they kind of, I the way they word it, I think they, they word it enough to where it doesn't sound like he left the company right. and is staying here, but they make it sound like he's currently in <laughs> WWE and he's making an appearance at GFW. They're just overhyping the fact that they have right. the former NXT world champion here today. Uh, so they're selling it as if Bobby Roode showed up there while he's gone from NXT and before he's going to the main roster to to be on GFW. Um, and I don't remember, did he wrestle EC3 or what did he? I don't even remember. Uh, didn't I send you the clip? Oh, uh, uh, no. Did I send you the clip? Or, or, no. No, I didn't. No, I just caught a little it's, short it's, something. I didn't really catch too terribly much about it. But I did watch the, the at least oh, a short end of the clip. Yeah, so it's um, it's just sad. It's fucking pathetic. It's Jerry. Yeah. Jerry to the core. Holy shit. And and um, I would say it's somewhat, would say it's somewhat illegal, but it's not. They own the rights to that footage. Yeah. And they have the right with freedom of speech to say anything over top of it possibly that gets into a gray area there right are, are they trying to are they trying to profit off of wwe's talent and wwe's name see this is this is and i hate to say it because i'm, I'm against what wwe has done and sometimes does do <clears throat> excuse me but this is one of the key reasons that a lot of times wwe wants people to change their names because if WWE changed his name to Booby Rude, <laughs> they couldn't go on there and say Booby Rude is here. Now, they still could show the same clip and say former NXT champion Boo, you know, Bobby Rude, who you may know as Booby Rude in, in WWE, or not even say that because we all right. know who he is. So they could still get around it. Hmm. So it's not a big deal. But, oh, my God. But, um... Fucking, it's it's just it embarrasses the fact that I it embarrasses me because I stood behind uh, TNA Impact Wrestling for so long, mm-hmm. um, and even GFW. I just said let's give it a chance. I said let's give it a chance, and they've already lost me even before this. But this right here, you know, if they have an amazing match, I will go find it on YouTube or somewhere else and I'll watch it. But I am not supporting them unless something major changes because this is, they've lost my respect. Yeah, no, I think this is the bottom of the barrel. I don't know how much further they could drop, to be completely this honest. This is like, we'll probably find I out. Think the only, 
problem. The only thing worse than this was um, Victory Road 2011, um, which anybody who knows TNA knows that that was the night that Jeff Hardy yes, came out to face Sting, Sting. And he was so fucked up on drugs, he could barely walk down the ramp. He he fell walking up the stink the steel steps, and was just fucked fucked up. And mm. that is is probably more of a disgrace than this because they put people's lives at risk. Um, you can't let a wrestler perform in that condition. So the fact that they would allow the fact that a they made a conscious choice to put that on TV, they just look bad. Even if he didn't hurt anybody, it just looks bad. Right. And B, they they easily somebody could have been hurt, somebody could have been killed. Sting, Jeff, the referee. Um, so that that's probably a little worse than this, but this is right there with it, right there fucking with it. As yeah. as just pathetic and stupid. That's how you want to represent nobody, yourselves. Yeah, nobody decided to axe this. Like out of I'm gonna laugh when next week they come out and like somebody who passed away seven years ago shows up on on GFW. Right? They're going to show an old clip of the Macho Man in, in TNA. Randy Savage, former dead man, returns just, just to get his ooh yeah to GFW. Fuck. Dig it! Dig it! Stop my joint! That would be a, that would definitely That would definitely be a freak out, freak out moment. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, folks. I think that about wraps it up for the Mystics Podcast. Thank you for for a half a year of your time and your life for giving us half a year. We 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 love you for that. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, and to many more half years to come. Maybe even yes, years. Many more half years, full years, quarter of years, decades centuries who knows do we start celebrating every month like like new couples in high school <laughs> right <laughs> it's our three week anniversary <laughs> <laughs> no let's not okay because we do that every day every week anyway since one episode a week it's our 26th week we didn't get to talk about Rick and Morty this week. We will have to come at you guys next week. We might have to put aside wrestling for a week to catch up on Rick and Morty, man. Yeah, we are kind of behind, <laughs> aren't we? Shit. And speaking of shit, I've got to. So that being said, my yeah, name I'm is right, I'm right behind you, White. Man. I'm Fat Mac. Thank you for all the time and all the love and all the listens. It feels great to know that we can be a part of your weekly lifestyle. I love you like a lovesick puppy. And I love you even more. Until next week, my name is sometimes Pacey White. And my name sometime in the future might be Jarfungal Sheeshist. But that's another topic for another day. All right, Garfield fascist. <laughs> we out. <laughs>